This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, August 24, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. As images of devastated children in Syria crisscross the globe, is it time for the United States to begin to adopt the kind of private refugee sponsorship that Canada has adopted? David Beer studies immigration at the Cato Institute. He argues that the president already has the statutory authority to begin just such a program. A video of a child um, in Syria went viral on the internet. Uh, The video shows um, two children actually being pulled out of the rubble of an airstrike in Aleppo, Syria, which is a town in northern Syria that's divided between government forces and rebel forces. And really what's so compelling about this particular moment that this video captured was just how calm, strangely calm, this child uh, was as he's being carried out of the the rubble. He's covered in dust and and blood, and he sits peacefully and quietly uh, in the back of of an ambulance. And it really touched a lot of people, and and that's why uh, the video was shared Uh, millions of times around the world and really led to an outpouring of support for Syrian refugees over the last couple of days. We've seen the number of Google searches for Syrian refugees really spike. The U.S. government uh, should really look for ways to harness the support. And right now, individuals who want to bring Syrian refugees to the United States, who want to sponsor them or, or, or protect them from this violence, really their options uh, are very limited in order to do so because the U.S. government refugee program is entirely controlled by government funds and by a presidential determination on the the limit uh, for the number of refugees who can come in each year. And so really what I would propose that the the government do is is take a different approach. Uh, In Canada, they have a private sponsorship of refugees program in which individuals and groups of individuals can band together and actually fund bringing someone over Uh, from Syria or from anywhere else in the world in order to resettle them in Canada and and provide the aid and and support that they need when they get here. It doesn't seem like there's any shortage of civil society groups that are very interested in taking responsibility for resettling people from uh, disaster areas or places that are ravaged by war. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we've seen uh, the amount of charity, private charity, in the United States far outstrips anything that the U.S. government spends on resettling individuals from around the world. And so right now, the UN estimates that there are 65 million people who are forcibly displaced due to violence, due to war, uh, due to persecution around the world. And so what we're saying is allow private civil society to uh, pick up some of the slack. Uh, obviously, the government's not been able to handle the situation, which is why we've seen it spill into into Europe and and have uh, uh, massive numbers of people drowning in the uh, Mediterranean, trying to get to Greece, trying to get to Germany, trying to get to Western Europe where they can be safe. And so, really, what we're asking for is just get the government out of the way, allow individuals 
to save these people. You argue that the president has authority to implement exactly this program with existing authorities that uh, are under the uh, Refugee Act of 1980. What does that act do and what could the president do with that authority? The Refugee Act sets the uh, statutory authority for the president to establish uh, the limits for the number of refugees who can enter. He can also set the criteria uh, for uh, the selection criteria for who gets to come to the United States. And we're saying one of those selection criteria that the president should consider is whether or not there are private funds available to support the, uh, the refugee once they get here. And so the law already requires the president to take into consideration whether there are private funds, but actually tying the uh, donations uh, to the number of people who can come over is really sort of the novel approach that I'm suggesting uh, that the, the, the government take. What evidence is there that uh, the president would likely do anything of the sort? I mean, the president has indicated that he's more interested in having refugees come to the United States, but it seems like the math that he did was kind of shady in terms of accepting new refugees. He tried to make a, a large number of refugees that we already accept seem like it was all associated with particular conflicts. Right. So th the president has announced that he uh, will try to increase the number of refugees um, in uh, the, the next fiscal year. This year, he, he announced that he was going to increase it by 15,000. Uh, so far, we're not actually on pace to meet that target. Uh, it will it probably increase slightly, but not as much as the president already promised. And one of the reasons why uh, we're struggling to uh, in, invite new people in and, and process these people quickly is the fact that we don't necessarily know what their connection to the United States is. It's the, sort of the Donald Trump problem of uh, how do we know who they are? Um, well, this private sponsorship program that Canada has really gets around uh, some of those issues by having a connection to someone in Canada that wants to sponsor you. You already have a built-in connection to Canadian society or, uh, as we're proposing here in the United States, an American citizen who uh, wants to take responsibility for you. And you have that connection that all other immigrants have, uh, but uh, not under the refugee program. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a legitimate concern to say that a, a, a bunch of people in a a zone where there are wars going on and some uh, people who may very well mean harm to the United States might try to sneak in as refugees. But I, I think what you're saying is that putting these people into a community it's not just a support system, it's also a system of accountability. Yeah, absolutely. So what we've seen in Canada is uh, you know, the civil society stepped up. 10,000 people in three months that earlier this year uh, were sponsored uh, to come to, the United, to uh, Canada and, and be resettled uh, from Syria. And those individuals all have these sponsors who are responsible for integrating them. And so the studies that have been done that have looked at government-sponsored refugees versus the privately sponsored ones have all shown that the, that the privately sponsored refugees have done better. They're, they have higher incomes. They have higher labor force participation rates. They have higher uh, English language skills. And so obviously that's a result of, of having that contact uh, in the in Canada that can really integrate them well. What brought about this Refugee Act in 1980? 
After we pulled out of uh, Vietnam, there were an enormous number of refugees that were created as a result of our decision to pull out. And so there was this feeling in the United States that there was some personal responsibility uh, on the part of uh, Americans to take care of the people that are fleeing uh, communism. And uh, it's actually a very similar situation to today. We pulled out of uh, Iraq, and, and there was a violent civil war that resulted and spilled over into, into Syria as well. And uh, there is a very good analogy that today uh, could really be seen as a similar moment uh, in time. David Beer is a policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and with Cato's iOS app. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.